Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 or maybe on the app or maybe on, you know, the internet. But that would be pretty unlikely because you are currently listening to The Delayed Show. You are joined here by your host Lawson and... A very sick mon, for which I wow. apologise. That was so enthusiastic. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I, I'm really happy and, and enthusiastic, but it, it does it's not coming out of yep. me sounding that way. <laughs> no, I, I know all about it. But if uh, yeah, if you you know if you are not listening to this on Thursday, the fourth of October, you're probably listening to the delayed show, and we're somewhere in time, not close to you. But maybe, you know, this was recorded a day before, maybe a week before, maybe a month before. Who I knows? Really, I really hope the day they hear this, I'm already better. I'm already yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? It's it's very easy to join us on the live show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You can just jump across onto our website or the TuneIn app. Of course, you can download the TuneIn app and just, you know, it'll come up. It'll try and get you to pay for stuff. You just press a little X in the corner. You look up Faith FM, you favorite us, and then you can listen to us wherever you are, all around the world, wherever there's a signal. Just make sure you search for Faith FM Australia. Yeah, Australia. Yeah. It's yeah. a good point. There's some there's some Faith FMs around the world and and uh, they're probably doing awesome work too. But, but if you don't have any space on your phone for a new app, you can always just go to our website. Yes, you can. And we're so glad that you joined us here with us right here, right now, even though, you know, we're floating around in time. But Monica, what are you grateful for in this present I'm time right sneeze. now? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the sneeze face and he asked me a question. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm actually really grateful uh, for blue light. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've heard of it, but I have this thing. It's called a blue light lamp. And uh, they actually use it in treatment for like depression and anxiety, but also for jet lag. So not only am I sick, but I've also got the worst jet lag I've ever mm-hmm. had in my life. And I forgot I had this blue light. And then just two nights ago, my friend was messaging me and I was complaining about my jet lag. And she's like, oh, just get out your blue light. And I was like, oh, I forgot I had that. So I set it up. And it um, shines on my face for an hour before I actually wake up. Mm. And uh, what it does is it imitates the light of the sunny sky. And mm. uh, and so you get the benefits from that. So, yeah, just to supplement. Um, and you can also – it's really great in the winter when there's not enough, you know, sun coming through the clouds. So I'm very grateful for that. Epic. That is so good. I am extremely grateful for just my awesome church and the family that I have there. Um, you know, we had a prayer meeting last night and it was just awesome to hang out with those guys and – and uh, just, yeah, pray and, and just hearing testimonies of how God is really working in our community. Of course, I'm talking about RTM ter- Church, Raymond Terrace Mission. And, man, shout out those guys because they're awesome. But, yeah, we have an amazing show coming up with uh, amazing it, uh, yeah. things. It actually ends with Lawson serenading a song to me that he wrote during the course of the show. So, yeah, you stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great show coming up today. Truth and life For all in darkness And in 
welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88. And I was just reminded of that by our producers mm-hmm. that... It might not be 7 o'clock. It's not 7 o'clock. I said in the intro that it's 7 o'clock, but only in New South Wales and Victoria. <laughs> Apparently. In Queensland, I'm pretty sure it's not 7 Daylight o'clock. Savings Daylight savings. Yeah. South um, in South Australia, it's not 7 o'clock. Uh, right across the world, it wouldn't be 7 o'clock. <laughs> but here in Newcastle, it is, it, it's actually 7.13 at the moment. Yeah. And, um, let me just say good morning, Australia. Yeah, and good how's morning. going to the rest of the world? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're listening on the TuneIn app or on our yes, website, really wherever night. wherever yes. you are. Yes. Um, and we love you if you are. You should send us a message on Facebook, oh, Instagram, dude. text us in, say, I'm listening from such and such. Yeah, send us a selfie of you and like your TuneIn app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. We, we love it. We love it. But. Hey, yeah. Now. Go on. We have. Go on. A quiz. Ooh, la la. Ooh, a quiz. <laughs> my brain is not going to get this. I'm telling you right now. It could be like the easiest quiz ever and I'm not going to get it today. Okay. My brain is like fuzz mode. <laughs> well, it's it's not a hard quiz. In fact, <laughs> so my dad sometimes listens to the show. Uh-huh. And uh, my, my hey, dad, dad. My, yeah, I l- like love the guy. Um, he's not like a Christian or anything. Like he uh-huh. doesn't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. But um, in, a, in a previous quiz that we did where the answer was was Peter. Uh-huh. He was like, oh, yeah, I guess that it was this guy, even though it wasn't because oh. he knows nothing about the Bible. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, so, he's like, yeah, that's probably like only m- one of the people that I know in the Bible. Um, but but he, good on him for having a crack at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets the right. He should call in. Anyways, our first clue is, this is a who am I quiz. Go on. And our first clue is, I said, each of you must be... Put to death those of your men who have joined in worshiping the Baal of Peor. Ooh. Ooh. So, so basically, he said, yeah. If if you've if you're worshiping Baal of Peor, uh-huh. then like, time to go. You, you're gone, skis. You're gone, skis. I do actually know who that is, though. Yeah. 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 Well, good for you. If if yeah. Mon knows who it is and she's looking state. pretty deathly at the moment, <laughs> then I'm sure that our listeners will know who it is. Uh-huh. So if you've got the answer, give us a call on one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or give us a text on oh four nine one zero six four six six nine. Would love to hear from you. You can get a prize. It'll be awesome. But Mon. Yes, let me tell you about some good news. Yeah, hit us with yeah. some good news. And let me just re-remind our listeners that if today's show sounds a bit different, it's um, because we're working with the wide open window. <laughs> so, I mean, noise filters in, we apologise, but we really don't want our lovely Lawson catching my disease. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got to let the germs get out the, wind- out the window. Okay, so really cute story uh, mm-hmm. coming out of the States. This is about a seven-year-old uh, girl. Her name is Nigel. Graham Henry's and um, when she was in the second grade, when she was about seven years old, she became a certified barber. Oh wow! Like like a, you know a gentleman's haircut kind of yeah. thing. And um and so what had happened was she'd followed her older brother to check out something called the Junior Barber Academy that they have over there. Mm-hmm. And even though apparently her her brother wasn't really interested in the hairdos, um she like really got an interest for it. And she wasn't intimidated that she was the youngest student and um and that she was also the only female. And uh, and so she started she enrolled and um and went through this you know Junior Barber Academy, and uh, and became a certified barber. At the age of seven, 
But the cool thing is she did this all with a mission. It wasn't just because she thought it was interesting or mm-hmm. cool. She did it so she can offer free haircuts to the kids in her city. Epic. Isn't that amazing? That's Seven so years good. old and such a sense of community service. You know what? I thought you said, like, when you first introduced the story, my brain must have been a bit absent. I thought you, sh- you said that she was in year seven. No, no. And I was like, okay, so she's 13. No, she's seven. She's seven, she's seven years she's old. She's cutting she's in, hair. She's in year two and she's a certified barber. And she literally did it because she lives in Philadelphia and um, and apparently her school is in a bit of like a rough area. Mm. And uh, and yeah, and so the parents can't always afford to get their kids' hair, hairs cut. And so she's, she, you know, was, she saw a need and filled it. So she was like, do you know what? I can, I'm allowed to get this qualification and I'm going to offer free haircuts. So now she mm. goes around her community. And, uh, and gives all the kids, you know, in her school and, and in her neighborhood, she gives them all free haircuts. How cool is that? Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I wish I'd been so, I guess, selfless and yeah. community-minded at yeah. the age of seven. And intuitive. And yeah, like- at the age of seven, I was probably like, do you know what? I think I need an extra slice of cake. It's <laughs> 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 just a curry little son. <laughs> <laughs> I need another Hot Wheels car. That was, yeah, that was yeah, me. Exactly. Or some, you know, some yeah. more Lego. Or- yeah, not... <laughs> Definitely not thinking about how I can serve others. The community, man. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and it's so awesome. I have some other good news. This makes me particularly happy, um, mm-hmm. Lawson, because as you know, my favorite hobby is travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the worst thing about travel is transit. Yep. So like having to get on that plane for 14 hours and being mm-hmm. jammed in that tin can. Oh, I don't know. I kind of enjoy it, hey. What, do you like fly first class or something? No, no, no. Like even in economy. Because at at one point I was like frequent flyer, you know. I was like Uh flying around everywhere. And I kind of liked it because it was like you have no responsibilities when you're on a plane. What? You have nothing to do. Like it's, you know, anything that anyone needs you to do. Sure, maybe, maybe if you're like in school and you need to do schoolwork, you need to do that. But like... No one can call you. No one can do anything. You just get to chill, man. I catch up on so much sleep on the plane. <laughs> it's so good. I just like, I put a movie on and I just crash and I wake up like 10 hours later and I'm like, you know, eat some food and we're, we're there. Like, Oh, I've never thought about it like that. But I, but you know what? If you wanted to experience not not having any responsibilities and no one being able to call you, you know you can just switch your mobile off. You know that, Lawson? You no, but have I have things to do. <laughs> like, that's the thing. When I'm not on the plane, I have things to do. But when I'm on Fair the plane, enough. I don't. That's a good perspective. I like it. I've never thought of it like that. Because I, I don't, I don't, I guess I almost don't like the out of controlness of it. Mm, because, true. like, you can't order the pilot to pull over so you can get off <laughs> it's not like you're in a car and you don't like the flying because um, yeah, i'm not a comfortable flyer but it looks like planes might be becoming a little bit more comfortable Ooh. yeah so congress in america it may they may be soon putting a stop to airlines giving passengers less and less leg room and this is legit having just come okay. back from europe and my flying time was about 24 hours yeah wow and uh, not each way, right? Yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah. So forty-eight hours in a plane, uh, broken up into two legs. But so apparently, um, there's an organisation. I, I wish I knew this organisation had existed a while ago called Flyers Rights, and uh, mm. and uh, they've been filing lawsuits against against the FAA, which is the Federal Aviation Administration, and um, demanding larger space allocation for each seat on a plane. Uh, and they argue that tight seating um, could be dangerous, a dangerous hindrance for passengers in case of emergency, which is legit. Yeah, like it is so hard to get out of those seats. If you're in the window seat, yeah. like, you actually can't get out. Unless everyone next to you gets out, dude. Yeah. I remember. I remember at a, t- a time when you could get past your passengers, but now, 
like the whole aisle got to get out so you can get out. Yeah. You know, and go to the little Fully. stuff. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. And so can you imagine if there's an emergency, right? Mm-hmm. You just imagine there's an emergency landing. Let's say you're at the window seat and the two people next to you are knocked unconscious or they didn't survive the crash landing, but you have and you need to exit the plane. You now got to clamber over bodies to get out, to get yeah, yourself off the gnarly. plane. That's not good. That's yeah. not good. Um, uh, also, uh, they um, so the US Congress, they've announced that um, taking action against the FAA and um, um, for allowing airplanes to cram passengers into these seats. Mm. And uh, uh, this is a staff attorney for the Flyers' Rights Group, uh, a- Andrew Applebaum. He said, for the last 20 years, the average American passenger has grown taller and larger, which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that makes it more difficult for passengers to evacuate from the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, de- and, But despite pressure from this group, right... right the FAA, um, they've recently issued a response to the court challenge stating there's not enough research to mandate minimum space requirements. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're like, oh, who's done the research on that kind of a thing? True. Um, so at the moment, the amount of uh, seat space for an economy flight from seat back to seat back. So previously it was um, 35 inches. Let me just quickly google that on my phone in centimeters so 35 inches is 88 centimeters Mm -hmm. right so that's not even a meter and um um but some airlines have actually decreased this space so we've gone down from 88 centimeters and they've changed it to where's my numbers here my pages skipped to 28 inches which is 70 centimeters 70 centimeters. 70 centimeters. That's all you get for your entire seat. Seat back to seat Man. back. 70 centimeters. That's pretty average. And and yeah, that's super. Bro- <laughs> I mean, considering how much you pay, that's crazy. Yeah, true. Anyway, I'm going to be super stoked if this passes and becomes law that you get more space on a plane. Like, how great would that yeah. be? Awesome. I'm all for this law. Hey, if you have some creative law ideas, give us a call now and let us know about them. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number, and it's also the number if you know the answer to our quiz. Follow your heart is what they say. I know that if I do, I'll be following something I can't know Deceitful and untrue I couldn't love you if I tried I couldn't find a way Unless my heart is led by God I'll only go astray If we wanna be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with The fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you well, God is love, He gives to us A priceless gift that's free He gave Himself, He gave His all Unconditionally I wanna love you like He does, Lord Give me eyes to see The only way I can Is if you live inside of me If we wanna be one heart One flesh One instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us With the fire that consumes 
love never fails It ain't boastful, proud or rude It bears all things, believes all things Rejoices in the truth and love will never seek her own Love's patient, love endures And if we want love like that Is what we'll have to do If we wanna be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's gotta be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with The fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Or maybe you're listening at faithfm.com.au or maybe you're listening on the TuneIn app. We didn't, we don't know, but if you want to get in touch with us, you can. And I believe someone did get in touch with us. Yeah, g'day, Janelle from Brisbane. Oh, Janelle from going? Brisbane. Yeah, what a lad. Texting us the time in Brisbane. So we're, I think we are on the right time. On the yeah, same time. we're on the yeah. same time as Brisbane, yeah, I think. we got misinformation from... Yeah other people but thanks for Janelle for clearing it up we appreciate you <laughs> and sorry I, I know I don't sound excited about it but I really am <laughs> we're, we're stoked we're so we're so stoked that you we're stoked with the flu yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why we sound like this well I sound like this but now we have another clue for the quiz go on and go on. Janelle if you know the answer you can give us a call yeah, as text well text right back but here we go this is the next clue mm-hmm. for the who am I quiz mm-hmm the scripture says no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that I did. 
That's right, it does. It does say it does that. Say that. It does say that. So if you have an answer, you can give us a call on one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or text us in at oh four nine one zero six four six six nine, and we will get you a prize. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. But <coughs> Monica, yes, darling, would you consider yourself a selfie girl? Um, look, I, I don't all I don't take a lot of selfies, but when I do, I'm pretty good at it. I got a yeah. pretty good selfie game. Yeah. You're on top of it. Yeah. yeah, but like I don't, I don't like my my social media accounts aren't filled with selfies, and mm-hmm. none of my profile pics are selfies. So I find that a little bit vacuous. You mm. know, I have friends, and like you think you know a person, and then you go on their social media, and like their social media account is like 500 selfies, and nothing <laughs> else, and maybe like a keep calm, you know, <laughs> keep calm keep, meme, <laughs> keep calm and drink tea or yes, something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Keep calm and take selfies. <laughs> And then you're like, I thought I knew this person. <laughs> so yeah, I I have the I have the ability mm-hmm. and the capacity, but I don't often. Okay, well, would you say that any of the selfies that you have taken have ever been really dangerous? Have you ever taken a dangerous selfie? Ooh, that is a good question. I have taken selfies in the middle of the street before, and and um, but but no, no, I not that dangerous. Do you, do you know what? You know, you, know, what? you know on Instagram, yeah, you see those pictures of those kids that are like sitting on the edge of like high rise buildings. Yeah, and yeah. Like my bestie and I, we have this, we have this um, I mean, not a motto, but we have a we have a way of dealing with it. Even though the picture might be incredible, mm-hmm. we refuse to double tap and like it because we feel like we're aiding. Um, dangerous activities mm, and in the name of selfies yeah and potentially criminal because how do they get access to like building sites that kind of true. thing so we refuse to like them because we mm. don't want to encourage it well actually I've seen a fair few of those like the videos where they get up to get those yeah. photos and they're, they're all illegal yeah. like they're all just sneaking into building sites and like running around the guards and climbing to the top of buildings yeah but the point of this is is that at least 250 people across the world have died in the past six years taking selfies. What? A new study has found. Do you know, I'm, I'm, that is incredible. That is. But do you know what? I bet you the number's a lot higher mm. because I reckon these are only the reported ones. Yeah, the reported ones. Because there's always the unreported ones as well. Check this out. Researchers associated with the All India Institute of Medical Sciences, a group of public medical colleges based in New Delhi, have found that uh, there were 259 selfie-related deaths from October 2011 to November 2017. That's crazy. The researchers wrote in their paper published in a July-August edition of the Journal of Family Medicine and Primary Care that the most common way selfie-takers die is actually through drowning. What? Yeah. What? How does that happen? Like I, I, I was thinking like falling off cliffs yeah. or, or driving because I've heard stories about, you know, where they're trying to take a selfie while they're driving and they drive, you know, they swerve off the road and into oncoming traffic. But drowning? How does that happen? Dude. Are they doing like underwater selfies? Underwater selfies with some <laughs> fish or something. Stay down under the water, get this selfie right. <laughs> um, it's actually become, you know, a point where the, the leaders of this study – um, in, a, in a recent article in the Washington Post, they said uh, the selfies deaths have become a major public health problem. Like this is becoming to a point where it's like, man, this is <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> we need to we need to sort ourselves out on our selfies, and and obviously, like it is just it's just a photo. 
it's just whatever. Selfies can be fun. Selfies yeah, can be whatever. Yeah. But ultimately, like, don't risk your it's, life yeah, as self- selfies. For. And ultimately, that's that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to spend too much time <laughs> on it because it's like it's a bit it's a bit silly. Like, yeah, yeah. To die to die for a selfie. Come mm. on now. But my second story today yes, go on. is you know we're continuing to see this whole thing in the states blow up about Brett Kavanaugh, yes. the whole Brett Kavanaugh case. Basically, if you don't know about that. Um, a new Supreme Court justice, who are the people, the group of people who interpret the United States Constitution for the court. Um, a new Supreme Court justice is being, you know, potentially sworn in. His name is Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you only become a Supreme Court justice when a f- former Supreme Court justice either retires or dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a big thing. It's like a lifelong position. And this guy's being sworn in. You know, he's, he's Donald Trump's pick and candidate because whoever's in government gets to pick the Supreme Court justices. Oh. And basically now all of these sexual assault allegations have come out against him. And we talked about this on radio last week. We talked about specifically, you know, um, the the biggest thing about this guy, probably the biggest thing that's that's being brought up is that he is a he's a pro pro lifer, like anti abortion. Um you know, he's pretty right-wing, religious guy. And we talked a lot on the show, you know, last le- week when we inter- interviewed Matt Parra about the, the ramifications of that and the whole the abortion thing and, and, you know, the political issues that go along with that. But um, the FBI have actually just got in and done their investigation and, you know, the sort of claims have come forward, like or what the claims are, the sort of evidence for those claims have come forward. And, and basically... You know, the first thing that's really come forward. So, so the the initial um, allegation that got the ball rolling was from a lady named her, her last name. It's Doctor Ford. Man, I can't yeah. believe of. <laughs> um, her name is Christine Bulls, uh, Blasey Ford. Yeah, that's yeah, her name. Yeah. And and she come forward and made an allegation that in the 1980s she was sexually assaulted by Brett Kavanaugh mm-hmm. at a, as a at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's come forward now. They've they've done the research. They've found that there is there is no witnesses to the crime. Um, it even the people who she claimed were witnesses have no recollect or collaboration on any of the events that happened. Um, one of the big things to me that was like was sort of tipping me on the edge of like, oh, you know, this is this is you know a real allegation was that she mentioned it to her psychiatrist her her therapist in 2012 at couples counseling for her and her husband and you know it actually has come out now that what was mentioned is that she wanted two front doors in her house because she feels unsafe in a room that doesn't have two doors um, because of this sexual assault allegation but they dug into the renovation records of this house that they were living in and they found that the house already had two front doors when it was built in 2008 and then it come out in 2012 that that's what she wanted, but that there's no written evidence of this even happening. It's just the testimony of the of the therapist. And basically what I want to get to with this is, is so there's things like basically what I'm seeing from this case is that it's like really flimsy. I was yeah, like, this, yeah. is, this is super flimsy. There's no witnesses to recollect. There's no physical evidence. It's outside of the statutes of limitations anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's very much looking like. A slander campaign. It it does, and, and yeah, yeah it, I mean anything 
like this guy is coming into power, right? He's been he's mm. been chosen, and um, and you know he he has like I guess an unpopular opinion with his pro life stance. Mm-hmm. It, any any slander case that comes or any accusation I should say that comes out now to mm. me like my cynic my inner cynic mm-hmm. is like well that's convenient yeah and like and any anything that comes out now I would be questioning hard time yeah the thing that I find about it is because like although you know I I myself am pro life uh-huh, but same. it's like if this guy is a predator, a sexual predator. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what I think about him or what he's going to do. He should be chucked in jail. Absolutely. Like 100%. We're not, as much as we are both pro-life, mm. we're not pro-sexual assault. Mm-hmm. If, if, if this guy gets proven to have done these things, then he put him in jail. He deserves yeah. to. It doesn't matter. Even if it was me, it doesn't matter what I do. But the thing is, is like, man... There is no physical evidence. This is so politically charged. Like, you should see that, you know, there's always going to be people protesting this stuff. It's all just about abortion. This is one just big political sham. And I'm just getting sick of this happening. Same. But anyways, we're continuing on with the show. This is Chris Rice with Rock of Asians. Rock of Ages cleft for me let me hide myself in thee Let the water and the blood From thy wounded side which flow Be of sin the double cure Save from wrath and make me Let me hide myself 
Let me hide myself. Let me hide. Let me hide myself in thee. Good morning and welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 and Monica, yes. we have another clue for the quiz. I'm loving this quiz. This quiz. All right, so we we did have a text in, um, some you know some answers given, but they were not correct. So yeah. the quiz is still open, still valid. The the prize is still there for you. And our next clue is: I regret regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Mm, Man, that's that's yes, epic. Yes. That's that's epic. There we go. So, if you know the quiz, you can give us a call on 1-800-324-843 or give us a text on 0491064669 and you can claim a prize. But right now we have an interview with someone, mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. named Alexandra Ewing. Alexandra, are you there? Yep. Hi, how are we going? I am fantastic. How are you this morning? Yeah, good, good. Good. I hope this wasn't too early for you. We're really thankful that you could come on the show. No worries. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, love it. Anyway, Alexander, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, um, I'm Alex. Um, most people call me Alex. Um, I work for Adra Australia uh, as a senior fundraising manager. Uh, and I look after fundraising for Adra Australia, which is a charity that helps people in need both here in Australia as well as overseas. Oh, man. Awesome. So that's Adra, Adra as in the Adventist Development Relief Agency? Yes. Oh, we yes. love Adra. We love yeah, Adra. Yeah, we really do. They do such a good work. Mm. How long have you been that's working good. at Adra for? So I've been working with Adra for over 11 years now. Uh, so, yeah, I started in 2007 and um, I have, you know, work uh, through the different uh, levels at Adra, but um, I've also had an opportunity to work overseas with Adra. Mm. So I worked um, in Adra Poland for a year um, and then came back and, and continued to work here in Australia. So it's been a really great um, experience. What 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 is your role at Adra? Like, do you you know are you the official hander out or of medical supplies or something? Like, what what I've always been intrigued by people who work at Adra. What is it they actually do there? So um, my role uh, looks after the fundraising side of things. So um, I look after helping to uh, raise the funds to to do the projects that we uh, have at Adra Australia. Um, so we do that through a variety of ways. We help people uh, to fundraise through different events. We run uh, direct mail campaigns. We um yeah, we Adrapil, uh, which is our annual door knock, uh, is one of our main fundraising campaigns that we have. Um, but there's different types of things that um, people at Adra Australia do. Uh, we have project staff that uh, actually uh, look after the projects, visit the projects, monitor the project, make sure that uh, the funds that people entrust us with are being spent as they should be. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, there's different types of but uh, I look after the fundraising side of things. Oh man, that's that's so awesome! And you mentioned there with the whole Adra appeal, door knocking. We are actually in the midst of 
Noctober, which is a which is an Adra sort of uh, campaign and initiative. Can you tell us a bit about what that is? Yeah, so um, Adra Pill is, um, or Noctober as it is known, is about showing God's love in action by mm-hmm. knocking doors doors as well as hearts of people to uh, raise money to help people in need both here in Australia as well as overseas. Yeah. Um, you know, um, in Mark 10.45, it says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to mm-hmm. give his life as bread for many. And, you know, that that is really our uh, ethos and, uh, in doing the Adra Appeal. Mm. I love I love the name of it, Noctober. It's Noctober, such, it's such a good pun. It's Dude. really great. So, so what exactly is Noctober? You know, so people are out there just knocking on doors. Like, what is the actual nitty gritty of it? They're, they're asking for something. Like, how does it all work? Um, so, um, the Noctober is um, Australia's annual fundraising initiative. So, a lot of uh, people and our volunteers from um, Adventist churches across the country help us to fundraise mm. from local communities um, through door knocking, public place collection. So, you might come across someone from Adra at a shopping centre or, you know, at a mall, um, as well as running different events. So, we've had people run um, open gardens where they open their beautiful garden to the public, invite the community in to connect with the community mm-hmm. and also um, help to fundraise that way. So it's it's really a great way to engage uh, the Adventist Church uh, and the community as a whole. Man, well, that's, that's quite varied. Awesome. I, I, You know, when you say in October, I would have thought it was just knocking on doors, but I mean, I could host a garden party. <laughs> that's <sounds laughs> great fun. So if... If we're out in the community and we come across someone who is raising funds for Noctober, you know, can we? How can we donate? Like, is it just cash? Can we give them our credit card? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so um, I guess the best way to get involved is to make a donation um, to a collector. Um, they will uh, receive cash and can issue receipts on the spot, um, as well as credit card donations. Um, if you want to make a credit card donation, you can always go to our website at adra.org.au um, and give online via credit card. Um, they're also able to um receive checks and issue receipts mm. for those as well. Um, if you give online, you will receive an online receipt straight away. So um, that way there's no paper handling and things like that. But um, people can also get involved um, by fundraising if they wish to. Oh, I was just going to say, so we can donate, but how can we like yeah. help with the fundraising? Because, you know, we're all able-bodied. We can, we can, we can help this out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, if you have an ID, and I guess, you know, um, the IDs are endless and there's so many different things that you can do. Like I mentioned, the open garden. Um, we've had people, um, you know, selling their unwanted goods and donating the funds that way. Um, but if someone wants to get involved, um, they can go to our website at adra.org.au forward slash fundraising. Um, and then they can learn about the different IDs that there are uh, for fundraising and also how to register to actually become an official Adra fundraiser for the Adra Appeal or Noctober. Oh, rightio. So I guess the big question is where does all this money go? 
So like I said earlier, um, it goes to support people in need, both right here in Australia as well as overseas. Um, people like Jonathan. Jonathan is actually one of our beneficiaries from uh, Vive Cafe in Melbourne. Um, Jonathan and his three sons were homeless and hungry until they came across Five Cafe Meals Program. Um, and they received much needed food and basic necessities and were able to get back on their feet. So before they were living in a abandoned warehouse and now they have a, a house they can call their own um, and are, you know, being able to support themselves. They are also helping by volunteering in some of our projects now, which mm. is really great. Um, so, so like I mentioned, the meals programs is one of the, the things that the funds go to. We've got community centers, women's refuges, um, uh, meals programs, um, as well as supporting uh, different projects overseas, such as educational projects, um, supporting Syrian refugee children um, through education, um, providing women in PNG uh, with a refuge if they've been experiencing domestic violence, as well as um, supporting people in Africa uh, through food security projects as well. So there are many different needs uh, in Australia and around the world, and, and address about being relevant and helping where the greatest needs are. Mm. Wow. I'm kind of blown away by how much Adra yeah, does. Yeah, wow. Like when you said that, that that Fives Cafe, I was like, oh, cool, I got a cafe. But then you kept going and there seems to be a whole bunch mm. of initiatives happening around the world, which is which is really great. But what is this, this Fives Cafe? I'm quite intrigued by that. So um, Vive Cafe is like a weekly drop-in um, project. So uh, people that are in need, that are um, either hungry through um, po- just poverty, homelessness, um, people that wanting to connect, they can come in once a week and they receive like a three-course meal uh, as well as, you know, they are able to connect together uh, with other people and you know um, talking to Jonathan and and we have a video um, from him on our website um, you know it it creates a sense of community and people feel like they're not alone in their struggle Um, Mm. and you know it it creates um, a humanizing effect. It, it makes them feel like, you know, there is hope. There is mm. a lot of things to um, look forward to. So, you know, that's one way that um, Adri is helping. Yeah, that's so, in, like, incredible. Um, I had the the benefit of working in and amongst Adra um, during Cyclone Debbie last year. We were in, I was based up in Kingscliff at the time and, you know, there was a mass floods down there and, and, you know, we got in, um, there was a big group of us that went with like shovels and stuff to, to help people, um, you know, get out of their houses and, and clean up. And Adra was working alongside of us to find people who needed support and the work that they were doing. Um, they just sort of, they actually based themselves out of the, ta- out of the TAFE campus up there and were just supporting people and housing people. And, and so, yeah, this like whole Adra, you know, Noctober initiative, it's going towards amazing things. It's supporting people. And I love that you brought up earlier, you know, the, the Jesus says like to, to help the afflicted and and to support those who are suffering because it's you know that's that's ultimately the the Adra philosophy right like we're here to to support people who are struggling um and that's what the money's going to and, it, and it's just so awesome talking to you to yeah. just um get us stoked on this and in, these initiatives like we're just so pumped like to 
get in and helped and knocked over and and all this stuff like it's it's incredible and it's amazing yeah um thank you for having me to be able to share this with with you and like um you know you mentioned i just work in the emergency response right now we're actually uh working to respond to the indonesian tsunami that has happened in the recent weeks and you know like i mentioned it's about being relevant and being there when the needs are there um and you know in today's day and age there's 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 constant needs everywhere Mm -hmm. um and Address Australia is there to respond. Uh, we're, like I said, responding to the tsunami. We've, we're responding to the Australian drought. Uh, we're there when people need us. And mm. that's our philosophy. That's our, you know, that's that's what we believe is our Christian mission to do, to um, help the weak, help the homeless, help the poor, widows, um, everything that the Bible talks about. I'm a little bit curious um, when you talked about the tsunami just now. Um, so I guess I'm curious to know, like, how exactly uh, is it that we're responding to it? Like, so when, when, when you say ADRA responds to the tsunami disaster, does that mean we're sending things over or is a personnel getting over there and helping with medical? Like, how, how does it actually, like, work on the ground? Um, so Adra Australia works through um, its network. We have over 120 countries in which we're actually present. We have local staff available in those countries. So in this case, for example, we're working with the local staff that are already working there. Um, they're there to assess the needs, to, to let the global network know what is needed. Um, and um, we then source the products locally because during disaster, it is important not not to um, contribute to the impact that a disaster has had. Um, so, you know, if we can support the local economy by buying things local, then we are actually helping the people overall. Um, so currently the way that it's working is we're providing uh, shelter kits to people in need um, that have, you know, lost their homes, lost everything so that at least um, they can have uh, shelter for the time being so we're providing them things like tarpaulins and blankets and anything else that they may need at this time um, and obviously at the same time we're assessing the needs to see what else is needed um, you know a long term in disasters such as this uh, there's probably needs for, for clean water and food and things like that so so we will look at um, the the what we can do in the future. So that's pretty much how we work as ADRA. That's that's incredible. That's amazing. So just um, to wrap up this interview, I just want to say um, <clears throat> if you're out in the community and you see someone who is working with Noctober, definitely a good idea to donate, especially, you know, we've had these mm. tsunamis, we've had this drought. So your donation will actually go to those um, causes, which is great to know because often we want to help, but we're a little bit like unsure yeah. of how we can go about doing that. So I'm just doing a good work uh, of, of Noctober. Uh, if you see someone, support, donate. If you want to get even further involved, you can uh, mobilize yourself and uh, head over to adra.org.au. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Alexandra. And thank you so much for the good work you do, uh, not just here in Australia, but around the world. We really appreciate um, your charity and your contribution. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. God bless. Take care. That is so cool. I kind of want to host a garden party. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> garden party. I'll get out on the doors. But now this is Sons and Daughters with Wake Up. We 
you enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there. to Faith FM, positively different radio.